Super Talk Mississippi media production. William Carey University Athletics. Every sport you find exciting. Crusader Talk. This is Crusader Talk. Crusader Talk. We're covering everything William Carey University Athletics. From the field to the court and the diamond on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Well, well, well. Back in the saddle again here on Crusader Talk. Took a little break a week ago for a little Labor Day weekend siesta. But glad to be back behind the microphone for another great edition of Crusader Talk. I'm Caleb Hamill. Josh West out this evening, but that's no problem for us because we have a lot to catch up on and a lot to talk about all things Crusader Athletics. Well, Tony's with us here in studio as yes, well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Behind the board, making us uh, sound all nice and you know, making our voices sparkle See, on the radio side. Well, you know, we've got some high quality equipment, but uh, you know, you, you you took a you took a week off. You you took a day off last Monday. I was here. That's uh, right. <laughs> you were. Mitchell went ahead and did a show. Mitchell and, was live, uh, and so I was here. But it was nice to leave a little bit early, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, not not that I don't like y'all. I I, I love y'all to death. I well, really you've got do. a commute down here. I do. Every Monday, I, and and I get to drive through that lovely road work on oh, I fifty nine. Forget about that. Oh. Uh, it, it's um it, it you know there's there's an old song by Phillips Craig and Dean that says there's there, there there's a blessing in the thorn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finding it very hard to find that the blessing in that thorn <laughs> well hey you get to spend a little time with us yeah and, you know i feel like it's you know though you have to you know, make the drive down it, it's pretty fun to get to talk with mitch and talk with myself and josh i feel like yeah all things sports and now william carry athletics I, I i tell people all the time uh that and and sometimes people say what's your favorite day of the week honestly it's monday because i go from talking to mitch and that always brightens up my evening uh, and really is kind of what keeps me going through the week. And then I get to talk sports with y'all and talk about William Carey, and it, it, it's always a whole lot of fun. You know, so we go from Labor Day a week ago to now it is September 11th, and I feel like right. we cannot go through a show that happens on this day without paying homage and uh, respects to what happened on that day back in 2001. Correct. Will, uh, for yourself, that's certainly a day that you remember as a guy in high school back then. Right. I was in first grade at the time. Everybody talks about where were you uh, mm-hmm. when it happened. And I, I'm honest with people. I was in first grade. I'm almost positive I was in my elementary school, uh, Mamie Martin in Brookhaven. I don't remember necessarily the event itself happening mm-hmm. as much as I remember the changes that happened afterward. I came from having – a that summer, actually, before it happened, took an airline flight to Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. and this tells you everything you need to know about how different things were. I got to go up to the cockpit sure. while the airplane was in flight and meet the pilots, got uh, my wings and all that. They got to Which, pin on as my a shirt. first grader, yeah, that, 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 that's, that, awesome. that's awesome. Yeah. And, and I remember being in the airport was not a big deal. Security was not as uh, hefty of a challenge to get through, and now I – you look at football games and airport security, and there's yeah. a whole lot more that goes into it nowadays. Now, you you yourself remember the actual events and everything surrounding it. I uh, I, I was a senior at Petal High School, and uh, if you if you were in the the band at that point at Petal, you know 
we have banned first period. And so we were out when really we started before school started and we were out there at six forty uh, not six forty five, seven forty five in the morning is when we were out there starting rehearsal and first period I think ran to about nine o'clock, somewhere in there. That and, makes sense. And so uh, I remember Gail McKinnis, the, the choir director at the time, uh, coming out and whispering something in Terry Ingram's ear. He was the band director, and uh, Walter McIntosh, who's still a dear friend of mine to this day, was standing there. And this never happened in rehearsal. Terry Ingram says, everybody put your horns up. We're going inside. And that was where we learned that um, a plane had flown into uh tower one and it was shortly after we made it back into the band hall that um tower two had been hit and the entire school day uh it was it was a deal where forget about class yeah um everybody all, all the teachers were saying watch this shut up pay attention you're going to want to know this later in life. Uh, and, and it's one of those things where you will always remember uh, where you were when it happened. And uh, I, I distinctly remember sitting in, I think it was a personal finance class. Um, and I can't remember the lady's name that taught it, but she's just like, there's TV, just watch. Mm-hmm. And the whole day, the entire student body is walking around in not necessarily fear but we're all kind of in daze that's right it it, it was weird and i remember there being a run on gas um that afternoon Mm. uh like my mother uh when i got home told me she said go fill your car up now because they were worried that it was a saudi arabia thing with the oil and that the price of gas was going to jump they said go go uh fill up your car right now and uh, Charlie Daniels released uh, a music video, and I can't remember the name of the song, but it was the one that Charlie Daniels did. And at the end of the video, I, I'll, I'll never forget seeing it on screen. It was a still shot. It was black with white text. It said, dedicated to the memory of those who did nothing more than go to work on a Tuesday morning. Mm. And it just... That'll stick with you. Yeah. It yeah. really will. And, and I mean, it, it's something that will never be forgotten. No. We always, you know, do hashtag never forget. I, I know a lot of people out there always tag their photos and their memory posts with that. Right. That will not be something that's forgotten. We're talking about Pearl Harbor, which happened back in 1941, all the way in 2023. Yeah. And we, and again, mo- still most of about us that. have never been born. At that exactly, point. and and so it, the the attack on our nation that day, um, and I saw somebody post. I, I can't remember who it was that posted it uh, earlier today on Facebook, but it gave a timeline: Tower One, Tower yeah. Two, the Pentagon, uh, the field crash, and and it, it, it the timeline that it happened in. It all happened so fast. And the scariest thing was the president of the United States was up in the air on Air Force One. Or well, he, afterward he at, was in Florida. At the yeah, time. A, 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 as soon as he could, they got him up in the air to where nobody could get to him. 
it, it was uh it, it was one of those things yeah like grounding all the flights back then i, yeah. I just can't imagine the you know, melee of airports at that time either yeah there are a lot of cool documentaries out there really about yes. you know not just you know the events themselves but also the civilian things that happened right there was an airport in uh, canada somewhere up in you know, the eastern side of Canada that was housing a lot of people that were on flights that had to be immediately grounded. Right. There's all kinds of cool things going around there. You know, CNN did a documentary, uh, and I I can't remember what it was called, but it was from George W. Bush's perspective about what his day and the following hours looked like. And it's got testimonies from him, his chief of staff, the vice president, everything. Um that's a really good watch. If you've never watched that, find it. I think it's probably on Netflix. In an effort to tie it into sports just a little bit, with George W. Bush, you made me think about this, and right. I think you know where I'm headed. I do. The yeah. uh, Yankees game that yes. happened not too long afterward where he threw out the ceremonial first pitch. Yes. I still to this day get chills Yeah, watching him come onto the mound uh, with – his bulletproof vest is on. There's a Secret Service agent dressed as an umpire off right. uh, on the baseline. Exactly. And throws an absolute strike. Yeah. And that is what solidified, I think, in the minds of many Americans watching that program that we're going to be okay. He, he, he fired a bullet, and it was just incredible. But the, one of the funniest things that I remember, and, and, and not to bring humor to the situation, uh the first Saturday Night Live episode after that, Lauren Michaels had uh, Rudy Giuliani mm-hmm. uh, in, in the cold open and asked him, and, and it was obviously scripted. He said, it's been a little while since the attacks. Is it okay if we do something funny on TV? And, Rudy, and Giuliani said, why start now? <laughs> so uh, that was... That, sort of an icebreaker and kind of feeling like you're halfway getting back to normal but it was uh it was a whole it's a time that i will never forget it just it, it changed the world that it did and yeah it's just crazy and speaking of getting back to normal we'll talk uh more yeah. of our normal programming of sports in just a minute well i know you're not much of a soccer person but i've got a game to talk uh, tell you about on the women's soccer side for William Carey that was okay. pretty awesome. Now, before we go to break, I'll tease it for you. Have you ever seen a football game that was probably like something like 7-7 seven to seven going into the fourth quarter? Sure, all the time. And then a combined 35 points were scored in the final 10 minutes? I actually have seen that. Yeah, yeah. but it's pretty rare, isn't it? Yeah, not? yeah, it, do- it doesn't happen much. That's pretty much what happened in William Carey's game against Kaiser over the weekend. We'll talk about that as Coach Danny Owens joins us on Crusader Talk next. All right. Talking everything William Carey University Athletics. This is Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Back here on Crusader Talk with you on this Monday evening. Glad to have you on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 or online at supertalkhattiesburg.com or in podcast form. 
however you're joining us, glad that you have chosen to do it. Got a lot to talk about regarding William Carey soccer. Is uh, we brought in the Lord is blessing tonight because <laughs> I thought I was going to have to co-host this segment, oh, and, I, and I may ask a question fine. or two. I, I, I may ask a question or two, but Clayton, I'm glad you showed up early. Hey, fresh <laughs> off the pickleball court, let's go. <laughs> he is amped and ready to go. And uh, Coach Owens, just out of transitioning from what we were talking about first segment, I, I know we. Uh, have gone at length about just remembering September 11th and I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't just ask you uh, out of the gate where were you on September 11th 2001 yeah I remember uh, distinctly when I got out of college I was working in an elementary school and uh, I remember it happening and uh, going into the classroom and probably just like everybody else eyes glued to the television right disbelief of what was going on so yeah yeah well, Coach, you know, that may be, a, a, or it is a very solemn memory, but something that's not very solemn is how well your girls have played here lately. Y'all have had some tough competitions uh, now in your back pocket, but I'm looking at uh, what happened before the Southeastern match, and you all had three straight one-goal victories, or, you know, one point, however you want to say it, one nothing over Louisiana Christian, 3-2 over Lindsey Wilson, and then a thriller 4-3 to over Kaiser. Your ladies have really shown their their toughness through these last few matches. Tell us a little bit about how these. Let, let's start with the first one. Uh, let's throw it on to uh, Lindsey Wilson. I'll do that one because I was at Louisiana Christian. For Lindsey Wilson, those are uh, that's a tough group to play, and it was a back and forth affair. How'd your girls get it done? Yeah, no, just, you know, we just stayed together as a team. You know, Lindsay's somebody that we have a lot of respect for. They have four national championships, and, you know, the coach has been there a long time. So um, it was one of those games where we never felt really in trouble. Um, we thought we had control of the game, but it seemed like every time we scored a goal, they answered. And it wasn't – it was kind of some uh, unfortunate situations, if you will, uh, on some of the goals. But, uh, yeah, I was really proud of the way the girls responded – you know, told them after, you know, they kept their heads, they kept playing and doing the right things. And, you know, I told them it was really started at the Louisiana Christian game at halftime. We were zero zero and it told them we have to believe that this team's good enough to get the goal, you know, and so don't panic. We talk about don't snatch in at shots and just keep doing, just keep playing because we, you know, we have to be confident that we're good enough. And, uh, and I was pleased with the girls after the Lindsey Wilson game. Uh, for doing so you know they just kept kept plugging away and once we get that third goal we kind of settled down controlled the game and kind of ended it there so um so yeah yeah and then the kaiser, the kaiser game was Ooh, a totally up yeah it was a totally opposite game um we actually went down a goal in the first half i don't think think we played particularly well and typically in our history with kaiser is uh, you know, we play them every year. I've been playing the same coach since, like, 2008. Uh, we beat them in the national championship. Uh, they beat us in the national championship. Uh, and, we, you know, there's always been great battles. So there's some rivalry, some, you know, big stakes, if you will, with that game. And, you know, we go down a goal and, you know, kind of talked at halftime about we weren't playing particularly well and uh, we just needed to pick things up a little bit. And, and we did. Uh, we went up 2-1, um, and then they scored almost immediately, and they tied it 2-2, and then they took the lead with about seven minutes to go, I believe, um, and then it was, you know, okay, and um, 
And then we got two goals in the last four minutes of the game. So ended up winning 4-3. So that was, that was a big moment, I think, for this team. You know, going down, going, you know, taking the lead, going down again. And then, you know, talk about playing for 90 minutes and, uh, you know, playing for 90 minutes is why you play the whole time. And the girls did that. We scored with one minute to go to, to take the lead and win the game. Yeah, I look back at the the box score from it all, and the play-by-play shows that Crusaders had, or excuse me, between the two teams, they had five goals scored in the final 15 minutes of the match, which is you know, very high scoring yeah, as far as, nuts. yeah, I mean, it's an absolute melee of a match. And when you look at those final two goals for the folks at home that didn't get a chance to watch it, you know, those were two penalty kicks for William Carey. A couple breakaways, Christina Salmon, had an opportunity in a one-on-one. The goalkeeper came out uh, of goal and basically tackled Christina on a couple occasions. The second one finally got yellow carded, but uh, Crusaders earned penalty kicks. And Maria Azarias, man, she was right there on the money and was able to put it through. Yeah, and I don't know if you realize, Caleb and Danny, feel free to to you know speak on this. Taking two penalty kicks within a five-minute period is very difficult to do. And, you know, Coach, you talked about special players are made for the special moments. And, you know, you've got to give all the credit in the world to Christina for drawing those two penalties. But, you know, for Maju to do that, just I mean, that just really showed off her skill there to be able to bury two penalties within that last five minutes. No, you're absolutely right. She's a big player in those two moments. It's almost the exact same play, the exact same foul by the goalkeeper – um, in the exact same spot almost. And then you to step up. What you know, a lot of people don't know is the only kick takers, they usually go to one side. So yeah. I wasn't really nervous with the first one. But the second one, it was like, okay, what is she going to do now? Because do I go the same way or do I switch sides? Does the keeper know I'm going to switch sides? You know, and so you start to play mind games with yourself before you go up and take the kick because um, you're trying to you know, guess what the keeper's doing, and obviously the keeper's doing the same thing, and Mazur just stepped up, and she just really put power down the middle. Um, so, yeah, that was a, a really big moment uh, to take two penalties, like you said, within just a few minutes of themselves. And be the winner, and against Kaiser, you know, it was, it was a big moment for us. Coach, obviously I'm more familiar with football and baseball and basketball and things like that, and uh, in baseball, you'll find more one nothing victories, I guess, than anything else uh, out of those three um and it seems to me that you see a whole lot more uh one point margins in soccer than you do anything else uh how odd is it for you to find one that's like a five point margin yeah you don't see it a lot you know that that's the hard you know that's why i think a lot of just you traditional sports fans they don't really find soccer appealing because you know it is a one zero or That's you could have a great zero zero tie um you know to, to a soccer fan so you know scoring five goals is is something that you, you very rarely see and um it's something that you know we work a lot on attacking we have a lot of you know attacking minded players we, we, you know we, we try to allow them to be creative and you know girls from all over the world you know we don't we want them to use their, you know, their flavor of of the game, and we kind of and blend it and mold it together. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've actually scored a ton of goals this, you know, this season so far coming out. So, I hope that will continue. Yeah, coming off of those uh, 
slim margin victories. Had a great showing against Southeastern University down in Foley, winning that one 5-1. to one. But, Coach, one big thing is on the horizon. That's conference play. You start off against Thomas University, taking a long trip down to Georgia uh, for uh, two different matches, Thomas and then Point University, before coming back home on the 21st. For your club, how hard is travel with that many players uh, to start conference play? Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult. But, you know, I, I think in the past we actually play very well on the road. And I think there's something about we can kind of control uh, their diet, what they're eating, control their sleep. Um, I think it's sometimes it's maybe more relaxed because they don't have a lot of things to do. They can, you know, they get to study. You know, one of the things we've learned on the day in between is we get up and, you know, go practice, eat lunch, and then we give them the whole rest of the afternoon and evening. We'll cater in food for the for the meals so they can study. So sometimes it, it allows them to kind of take a breath and really put a lot of attention. And, you know, on the bus, they're always – their laptops are out doing homework. And in the lobby, sometimes I have to kick them out. So, um, you know, I think it's a good thing. You know, the way home, sometimes you get in late, but – uh, sometimes we we play better on the road, and I think it's because uh, the things we can control, and there's just not so much other things going on that that maybe they're involved with. So I, I really enjoy being on the road with the team, and I think the girls do as well. Coach got about 30 seconds left before we hit music and have to get out of this segment. But uh, for your team, as you approach conference play, what's the biggest thing you're telling your girls uh, before the big home stretch? Yeah, no, it's. You know, we haven't talked about conference at all. We wanted to get through this non-conference. And the first thing I told them after Southeastern was, you know, our, num- our first goal this season is regular season conference. And it'll help set us up towards the end of the year. But, you know, it st- you know, starts on Thursday with Thomas. So um, I think they understand. They understand you got to win conference to help with your seed and in the conference tournament, which helps with your seed and in the national tournament. So um, I think we'll be focused. Hopefully we'll be focused on this first game. And we just – we talk about Thursday, and then that's it. That's what we try to do with Kaiser. You know, when we beat Kaiser. It was a great game. But I told them we scheduled two games that weekend, not just one. So I thought we did a good job on Sunday, and, you know, that's what we need to do, conference, win the first one, and then we'll move on to the second one after. William Carey's women's soccer program off to a 6-0 and start here in 2023. SSAC action begins Thursday night against Thomas University on the road. Coach Danny Owens, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks, Coach. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. On the other side of the break, Clayton and I will break down a little bit more of this William Carey women's soccer team and their victory so far in the year. But also look at the men's side. Man, they have exploded and haven't lost since their opening match. It's been fun to watch. We'll be right back. From the coaches to the student athletes and the fans that cheer them on, you're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Third segment of Crusader Talk on your radio or podcast. Glad to have you with us. Clayton Rush back with us, analyst on the Crusader Sports Network for soccer here in 2023. And Clayton, it's been good to have you on this year. And the few games that I've gotten to do, and Josh has enjoyed having you on as well. I especially enjoy having him on tonight. <laughs> it's been fun all around, man. It, it just, <laughs> soccer is such a great game. And like Coach Owens just got done saying, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, people that watch soccer that don't always appreciate those zero zero, those right. one zero wins. But hey, I, I'm that guy that does appreciate them. I love a, <laughs> a good battle, and we've seen some really, really 
uh, good battles here well, uh, on the men's side it, this year. It, it's kind of like baseball when you know you see the you see everything developing mm-hmm. and a really good pitcher's duel. It, it gets really exciting. Yep. Uh, it, it's just it's hard as a baseball fan and football fan for some people uh, to see it out on the pitch, and yeah. that's just uh, you know I. I'm not going to say I don't like it. I don't understand it. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm sort of the village idiot when it comes to soccer. Well, and that's that's a fair point. But I tell you what, if anybody out there is not a fan of soccer and wants to try to become one, go back and it, maybe we need to publish this archive. We don't you usually keep them public out there. Usually we hide them back behind the portal or whatever. But if we could put that Kaiser game out there on the web for everybody to view. With Tom on the commentary, that that, that was, was great. that was one of that was one of the best games I've seen uh, in, in a while, and, and just the back and forth, yes. the the but you don't you know again you appreciate a game that is low scoring and <laughs> in a defensive battle, but you don't get five goals in fifteen minutes off no, to me, right? And then the way that they happened too, I mean, it was just mm-hmm. Carey scores, Kaiser answers, Kaiser goes, it was just bang bang. Yeah, it was bang. an answer within yeah. one minute for Kaiser. Yeah. I can remember, you know, it, two three weeks ago uh, when I was producing Mitchell shows, we lived to earlier um, in the broadcast. You know, where Jones won like twelve nothing, and and Mitchell and I just kind of looked at ourselves like, in a soccer match, really twelve nothing, because you don't you, you just don't see that. Mm-hmm. Well, you definitely don't see it with William Carey when they play the tough competition they That's do right. in the non conference, right? right. Uh, if they played some lesser opponents, then sure you would you would likely see some of that. Maybe not as many as twelve, because then you'll start to get some of the players with lesser experience in probably sooner than Jones may have. But it, even so, just looking at that Kaiser match, thinking about what Coach Owens talked about with the two penalty kicks, you know, like we've mentioned, usually a soccer player kind of has one go to variety yep, of how they approach. I them. definitely did, and, and I think back to when the U.S. Women's Soccer World Cup game happened against Japan. And they lost that one in penalty kicks because they had PKs, I believe, the match before or one earlier in Mm -hmm. the whole World Cup uh, tournament. And I think that really affected them, and that's what led Japan to the victory and being able to defend them. And and teams do their homework, too, and and at the collegiate level, at the international level as well. I mean, teams, you know, they they do their homework. They they know kind of what to expect when it comes to a certain player taking PKs. And so it's, I mean, sure. it, there's a there's a fine science to it for sure. And the Kaiser match was so different from Louisiana Christian and Lindsey Wilson in that William Carey's MO on the women's soccer side all season long has been control the ball. Sure. They, they take the most shots. They have the most possession time, if that were a stat that was kept up with often. They keep the ball on their attacking side. And to where opponents just don't have opportunities. Well, Kaiser has just as much aggression as William Carey does, and it was pretty even across the board. In fact, Kaiser outshot William Carey Mm -hmm. in the first half, but the Crusaders were able to get on the better end of it in the second. It was just a tough match both ways. Carey only had one corner kick the entire match to – Kaiser six. Yeah, Kaiser's a quality side. I mean, that's a team that you're going to see. You know, you're going to have to play through them in a quarterfinal, semifinal. You, you know, may how the brackets shake up. You'll see them deep, deep into the national tournament for sure. And, and how does the SSAC match up with soccer as far as against William Carey? I, I know they've played such a tough schedule on the front end. 
does it kind of weaken out as you go through conference play? I know there's some tough opponents. Sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, it, it definitely can. Um, there, there are definitely opportunities for Carey to uh, get a few more goals in some of those games. But the SSAC overall is a very tough conference, and it's by it's, it's one that Danny can by no means just you know look past. I mean, it is every single week there is a team on the other side of you that is giving you their best game of the season You've because got to have your they want to come in that's that right team. they want to come yeah. in and knock off number three number two number one in the country William right. carry so you're always going to get that team's best game you know a, a team like mobile has always been historically very competitive right. but then you look at a team like tennessee southern that's coming into the conference now that's a 2021 national championship rematch in conference play now so that is a national championship caliber team that you now have to run through twice mm-hmm. in the regular season and in conference play you mentioned the university of mobile and they're really a, a huge rival in every sport yep. that carry plays yep. uh, uh, how has that been really for women's soccer as uh, uh, again i'm i'm just unfamiliar with it uh, it's pretty fierce rivalry. With yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's one that Carrie has definitely been able to uh, get the upper hand on in the last few years, just because of the great work that Danny's done uh, with his teams the last few years. But I mean, yeah, historically, there's some tight margins to those for sure. Yeah, Carrie's got the last eight from Mobile, but that's you know some very successful Crusader. And there's been some tough games in those eight. Yeah, no doubt in there. Next on this episode of Teaching Will Soccer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Y'all go ahead. So let's kind of turn our attention now to uh, the men's soccer program because let's let's be honest. If you listen to our last live show that we did a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how William Carey finally got not just their first win of 2023, their first first goal goal of 2023. I mean, it was a drought for the Crusaders in the early going, but ever since that loss to West Alabama and tie to Tennessee Wesleyan, uh, Crusaders have won their next five matches and have done it only allowing one goal since the uh, since after the LSUA match. In the words of the great regional manager of the Scranton branch, Michael Scott, how the turntables have turned. There you go. There you go. Run it backwards. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But it's pretty awesome to see how much the Crusaders have come alive. And it was really that attention to how were they going to eventually score. And one guy that's really come alive lately has been Jamie Wynn. Yep. He, he has really gotten not just uh, in the scoring column, but he's also helped in a lot of assists, too. He is a fast runner and really good at ball control. Yeah, and, and his pace is really what kind of surprises you sometimes. He you know when he when he moves with the ball he doesn't look like he's quick but he does it so fluidly and and just you know the ball is always at his feet where he wants it to be right i mean he never lets the touch get away from him he right. always is able to take on those defenders one on one but with a lot of pace as well and, and you know Jamie has done a lot of work uh in the off season in the spring uh, at traction that coach Farrell's talked about and Jamie's put in a lot of work there to really increase his speed from last year and it's just really added that extra edge to his game he's got six goals so far this season four assists and also another guy that's gotten into the scoring column a good bit has been Georgia Jukovic mm-hmm. absolutely and, and he's one you know if you look at him in his freshman year uh, and, and then the first time I walked on the field in their opening game against um, West Alabama, I looked at him. I was like, he he looks stronger. I mean, he he put in a lot of work in the offseason as well. Mm-hmm. He's really fit, uh, just a menace on that left-hand side and really tough to beat. I talked about it when Coach Farrell was on our show a couple weeks back about some of the guys that were 
in town for Easter and came to Sunday school and we talked about what's their favorite candy. He was one of those that was just trying to figure out, I, I don't really like sweets. No man. candy. No I'm candy. all about just staying fit and all that stuff. And it's shown. I mean, he has really improved in the offseason, yep. not just in playing ability, but uh, nutrition and fitness it as well. It makes perfect sense to me now because you can look at me and tell I've never played a game of soccer. <laughs> uh, you know, all, all these people that are skinny and fit and here I am, you know, not <laughs> <laughs> all right so le- looking at these last few matches william carey's had uh, a one nothing thriller uh between william carey and xavier clayton you were on the call for that we haven't talked about that one that was basically uh that was the night after our most recent show what for people that love defense that was a great match to consume. Yeah, so that was that was definitely one of the most uh, technically challenging games that the guys are going to have to go through this year. I mean, Xavier is a brand-new program, but do not let that fool you at all. You will see them. They could very well win. They could easily win the Red River. Uh, they will be in somebody's uh, national you know, regional if they're not hosting themselves as a two-seed. And, I mean, they could be the favorite to win that regional. You'll see them – uh, in the final, you know, 16 in the nation when it's all said and done, I feel mm-hmm. like. And so for them to pick up that win uh, was just huge because when those rankings start coming out later and later in the year, uh, that that is a team that is seasoned. There's a lot of junior college transfers. And, and, and I mean, that's a team that has no business not being in the top 25. You were telling me after that match that uh, in your preparations and as you're sitting there at the beginning of the match, you just – Everybody would have that assumption of a, a team who's fielding their first ever program that are oh, they going to be really young, really young. Then all of a sudden you look down and you see transfer, transfer, Junior, transfer. Senior. Then you see off to the side their hometown, Brazil, 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 Brazil. I mean, it was and it was a very methodical form team. That's right. You're starting That's right. to feel a little bit better as you read the roster. That's right. Yeah, well, you realize it's going to be a competitive match, or you're in the first few minutes and you're like, man, why is this so competitive? Well, that's why. Yeah, right. and it took – I mean, and, and Carrie – played the way they wanted to play still sure. but but Xavier had such good spells as well where they were doing what they wanted to do and there were different styles obviously but you know Jamie finally put the game away and I think it was the 70 if 70 ish minute uh with just a, a beautiful run of play and, and that's what makes the difference is those big time players like Jamie that uh can just take a tight game like that and take it over for you know five ten seconds uh, this is Will being an idiot again um is there a competition for where regionals are? Where like who gets to host a regional? Yes, like in yes, baseball. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what's the shot of Kerry hosting a regional? Uh, well, they've hosted the last how many years? Uh, and in one of men or women, they've I, hosted several of the last few years. Yeah. The I mean, the ladies have hosted for a number of years now, and then the men. Uh, have been kind of right on the edge. You really, I think, for the last two years, uh, if you ask Coach Farrell or DJ, they were kind of hoping to have hosted. And there were some things that didn't quite go their way to yeah. host, uh, having one conference. But, yeah, it's pretty similar to baseball and how they pick it. Yeah, three years ago they did host. That's right. And so they uh, they hosted over there at Denio and Seville. It wasn't called that back then. Yep. Uh, I don't think they made it out, but I could be mistaken. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. I'd have to go back and look at that one. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the men's soccer side and have to recap the LSU Shreveport game. A bit of a shining star coming out of that match as well. We'll talk about him as Clayton and I will be back to recap 
men's soccer and kind of put a wrap up on Crusader talk. Got to talk some volleyball too, just to recap how they've turned things around entering into conference season. More to come as Crusader talk continues. You're listening to Crusader Talk on Super Talk Hattiesburg 97.3 and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Final segment with you here on this Monday as we've talked a lot about soccer. Still got a couple more things to uh, wrap up with on that subject matter. One player in particular that really caught our eye this week, he's actually the defensive player of the week in the SSAC for men's soccer, and that's Elias Salmanen. And Clayton, you saw his play in the most recent match for William Carey against LSU Shreveport. 3-0 victory for the Crusaders. He had two assists, but it was really his defensive play that really made him shine. Yeah, he absolutely was just a lockdown. It's almost like a football term, I guess. There's the American in me showing, right? But, there you go. I mean, he he was very impressive in that LSU Shreveport game. Shreveport had a few wingers that had a lot of speed. And if you go back and watch – uh, you know, Josh and I talked about that a lot in that game. You know, Shreveport was very direct, very downhill, physical, and fast. And uh, Salmonen picked up a yellow card in the first half, and so he had to be careful in the second half. But overall, just played so defensively sound, uh, but then got forward as well and ended up picking up two assists, uh, which is kind of a little bit unnatural for him. He's a natural center back, not a right back, uh, but he's really come come out of his shell uh, and really learned how to get forward as well and help out in attack and just overall uh yeah i mean my you, you know my player of the game uh, you know he was named player of the game by uh tyler mitchell with the fca got the scarf and uh yeah just a wonderful showing from him that's awesome for him and so with that you know similar to the women's side of things the men's team will have a conference play begin on thursday they'll face thomas university in georgia 3 30 uh, kickoff time over there in georgia and they will face uh, Point University on Saturday before coming back home to face uh, University of Tennessee Southern, formerly Martin Methodist. Yep. Former home. SSAC back in the SSAC right. as Tennessee Southern. Uh, a lot of people don't always remember that because Martin Methodist did go through that whole rebrand to Tennessee Southern. Right. But Martin Methodist, a team that's got a lot of history, uh, they've got multiple national championships on the men's side. Mm. It's that ex-girlfriend that changed her hair and is all of a sudden <laughs> back trying to get with you. All right, well – so that is ahead on the horizon for William Carey on the soccer side of things. Recapping a little bit of uh, other athletics on tap for William Carey, the volleyball team has finally had their first home match of the year. They faced Tougaloo College back on Tuesday. And I got reminded of why I love doing announcing at volleyball back when I was in college because, man, it is so high energy getting to watch oh, yeah. those girls oh, yeah. perform out there. Uh, they've struggled a little bit. You know, only had two match wins uh, leading up to that game, but they uh, put together a blanking against the Tougaloo College team. Uh, won it, swept it, three nothing, and then traveled on the road for back to back matches. Faced Mobile in a tight, tight set of sets. Uh, won the first two, twenty five to twenty three. Uh, both of those first two sets went to the locker room. And Mobile came back and actually won three to two. It was it was very close, and uh, the Crusaders just kind of they had a chance in that third set really to take it, and then kind of fell off as the match continued. But battle back and swept Stillman on the road in Tuscaloosa on Saturday, and so from there 
William Carey sets himself up for a two-game home stretch against UT. Hold on, having to get it all right. Yeah, UT Southern at home at six o'clock on Friday night, and then we'll have Blue Mountain in Hattiesburg as well on Saturday at one p.m. And you can get those games online at gowcucrusaders.com. Just go to the schedule for volleyball and click on the video link. You can watch it from there. But I would encourage you to go in person, too. If you're in town, go to the Ben Waddle Sports Facility and take in those games because it is a very fun thing to be a part of. I was going to ask you that. Is that played at Clinton Gym or was there another volleyball facility? Yeah, so if you're on campus and you're on, I think it's County Drive, the road that goes uh, to baseball and softball from the main drag entrance to William Carey. Right. Just keep on going like you're driving past campus. Campus is on your left, mm-hmm. baseball and softball on your right. Just keep going. You'll pass a little uh, power substation on your right. Right. And then the facility will be on your right, ne- right next to the track yeah. facility. That, that's It doubly serves as the track facility and volleyball uh, gym as well. So that's where you can go catch that again. 6 p.m. on Friday against UT Southern and then Blue Mountain at 1 the next day. Time now for our Crusader of the Week. And Clayton, it was a tough battle to try to figure out somebody, but I'm going to defer to you uh, as the soccer expert in studio tonight. Who do you think deserves Crusader of the Week? Yeah, i got to give a couple special shout-outs here before we get to the main one, but uh, Christina Salmon and Maria Azarias uh, on the oh, women's yeah. side. Just fantastic weeks uh, uh, for different reasons, but both of them just phenomenal in that really, really tough uh, road stretch with those two you know, really top five, top ten in the country competition they faced. But I've got to give this one to Ilya Salmanen, uh, LSU Shreveport, fantastic game tough as nails back in the Xavier game I know technically that was last week but he's just really been impressive so Ilya Salmonen crusader of the week he was as we mentioned doubled up as the SSAC defensive men's soccer player of the week I thought Jamie Wynn was in the running for it as well if we had an award for last week or two weeks ago, probably yeah, would have absolutely. had him as one of the top two spots. We'll uh, go ahead and say that. Jamie Wynn, Crusader of the Week last week, for yeah. sure, since you didn't have a show. Why not? We'll do it that way. So, a couple men's soccer players on um, back-to-back Saders of the Week. Enjoyed having everybody on tonight. Enjoyed having Coach Danny Owens on in the second segment of our program. You can catch him on demand if you missed it earlier live on our podcast. You can catch that wherever you get your podcast from, or you can go online to supertalkhattiesburg.com and find the links to it there. For our entire crew, Will Tony, man of the board, Clayton Rush, who was kind enough to join us for the latter half of the show, I'm Caleb Hamill, wishing you a good night, God bless, and go Saders. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.